episode 31 of slam city we are here folks super bowl is this sunday of course we have the nba and to talk about the knicks and this interesting live they had on wednesday and also on saturday night they have a chance against cleveland but it's all about the knicks it's all about the super bowl on this episode it's raymond moore it's mr meg here um if i guess we could start off with this because it's probably big news Beyonce's pregnant. She got twins because, you know, that their whole world needs to know. And suddenly it's like everything Beyonce does, it's more important than anything in life. It's not suddenly. Well, I'm just saying, everything, everything she does is important. Like, she, she sneezes for all we know, she, it's important. Or well, this you know, and that. Here's, here's, here's the positives on it for me. Number one, I like the idea of um, a woman celebrating pregnancy, a married woman celebrating pregnancy and it seems like teen unwed teen moms is like super popular i like the idea of someone this popular this famous and this influential having children with her husband and making a big deal out of it like being happy that she's having children with her husband because you don't see it that often so there's one the one of the most famous women in the world is having children with her husband of so many years so i'm kind of happy about that um, so I, I don't mind the attention. I see what you're saying. It's not like, you know, something I really necessarily care about yeah. with everything else that's going on. However, I don't deny the good influence. That's now, true. the negative is she took that picture in Mitch underwear and bra panty set. And I don't want that to become a thing because the most popular woman in the world decided to wear Mitch drawers. And now every girl's going to want to do yeah. that. And that's just... I don't. I don't care who she is. That's one of the tackiest things I've ever seen in my life. I hate mismatch. Other. I understand they don't always have to match. I understand when you're just going out doing your thing. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not every day. I understand that. But you match your clothes, ladies. You can match your underwear. Yeah. I know you can. Your shoes go with your purse. Go with your belt. Go with your hat. You can't tell me that your bra and the panties just need to be random. So. I just don't want that to become a thing. Everything else, I'm, I'm, I really don't have a problem with. If you don't like it, just ignore it if you, yeah. if you can. I agree with that. Um, you know, we just want to put that out there. But let's, let's start with the next before we get into the Super Bowl because there's a lot of talk about these storylines from the Metro News I was reading about. I, mean, I look at Wednesday and I look at a team where, let's face it, they had to win that game no matter what it takes. But the way they were playing in the beginning was just awful. So then Hornacek had to put in a lineup at the end of the game, which pretty much was Jennings... Holiday, Kuz, Herman Gomez, and Porzingis. They pretty much played the whole fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then I look at that game, and I look at it like the future of the team with Herman Gomez and Porzingis. Not, not with Jennings or, or uh, Holiday, or maybe maybe Kuz will be part of that. We'll see. But I look at the front court, and I look at Gomez and Porzingis, and they work together. They know each other since they were playing back in the, in the professional league in Europe. And this kid, Herman Gomez, can ball, man. I mean, Absolutely. he can really ball. And I, like I think he should. Start, I think he should. I think he should start. To be honest, I think at this point in the season, Joaquin Noah is really a, a liability in both ends of the court. I think he should come off the bench. I think it's time for for Herman Gomez to start with Porzingis, and that way he can go up against these guys. And yes, he does pretty well against them. I mean, average. He has sixteen and sixteen game against Brook Lopez and some other big guys that the Nets have, and he did pretty well. Better than Kyle Quinn. Yeah, I think I think Herman Gomez and Plumlee need more run. I think when, I, when I've seen Plumlee play, it's been nothing but energy, smart plays, and you know spark plug. I don't understand 
why Herman Gomez and Plumlee don't get more. I don't understand why most of our rookies don't get more run. From Kuz to Herman Gomez to Plumlee to to uh, to uh, what's what's the point guard we got? The blonde. Oh, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Baker. Baker. Yeah, big. I don't understand why any of them don't get more run than they do. Because when they when they step on the court, they produce. Even when they're mixed in with who we have as starters. I don't. I, I, I'm never. I don't understand what the coach is doing. It looks so obvious. They play defense. Mm-hmm. They're smart on they, offense too. They they don't make dumb mistakes. They make rookie mistakes, but not dumb mistakes. They yeah. make mistakes that you make when you haven't been in the game and you're not expecting minutes, and it just gets thrown. They just get thrown. Holiday is yep. a, is a sharp shot, like knockdown shooter. He can get it popping. He can defend. Shot. Make a defend. He defends. He's got those long arms. I don't understand why you wouldn't. It's I'm not mad thing. at Courtney Lee, but I don't understand why you won't give these people a chance. It's more of a coach thing because you know, when you have a veteran team, you, you trust your vets more than the rookies. And I don't blame him for doing that, but the fact of the matter is they're 22 and 29. They're, they're 22 and 29 for a reason. They trust right. those vets a lot. Because the and vets. They failed. Yeah, and they failed them. And then when they put these guys in, when they put the European players in and mix them up with them, they actually play well. I'd pull Melo easier. I'd pull Melo faster when he obviously has an off game. He literally had an off game that night, and that was surprising too. Everybody has an off game. I'm not, I don't. I'm not one of these people who start screaming trade him as soon as he shoots, you know, three for sixteen or something like that. I don't. I don't do that. I've seen Westbrook have off games. LeBron have. Had, I've seen the best have off games. It's not that serious. But at the same time, but they do why, other things. Like why do you keep him in? But they do other things too. Those. Players. Yeah, I mean that's, like, that's they have off game. Thing. They they at least rebound, assist, or play defense. And they, right. They still... Or, or Melo is a constant double team magnet. He yeah. should be kicking every time. Drive to the hole. Kick out to it. Kick out to the wing. It's he, right there. Kick out to the corner. He's just a scorer. So then when he has an off game, you pretty much take him off because he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't really assist or rebound. Part, which yeah. is part of the problem. Yeah. Because he, the, the coach will allow him to shoot us out of the game. And maybe, maybe he'd get the hint to start changing his game up. Maybe. If you pulled him and showed him what it looked like. Like, dude, if you're not going to help us win, I can't leave you in there to just wait till you get hot. We'll be behind by 20 by the time you start catching the fever. And then we're just trading baskets. And, yeah, your numbers go up, but we, we're not. Trading baskets. We're losing. Yeah. We're still losing. Nothing nothing happens. You just stop the bleeding, but we're still half dead. Meanwhile, the other guy just stabbed us to pieces. Like, Yeah. I, 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 don't, I just don't get what the coach is doing and why Rambis still has a job. <laughs> you're the defensive coordinator. We have the worst defense in the league. You should be fired. Well, the thing is about Rambis is that I, yeah, I don't get why he has a job. I mean, literally his record shows that he's not a good coach at all at a head coach position or even just assistant. He's just not good at all. And then I look at a player like Sasha Vucic who Phil Jackson picked up, and he played in that game too. And he, mm-hmm. and he gave them energy. He gave two four-point plays, which is I, I think I've never seen that before from a Nick in like a long time probably. Who did? Uh, Sasha Vucic. Vucic, right. Yeah, yeah no, I think it was the first time in... In history? Mad years. Yeah, mad years. I, don't, I don't know if it was in history, but it was. It was the, the announcers were making a big deal out of it. They said it hadn't happened. It never happened like, forever. I know, and, and the fact that he did that, and he gave him energy, and he sparked him up. Like he was playing well. I think it tells you that that he's always ready too. Like you know, he doesn't play minutes, but when he's in the game, he's impactful. And I think that should be more of a of a, a role model for these players and the team, and also for everybody else. That you know, listen, you, you don't play. You still gotta be prepared for no matter what, and I think that's that's pretty much good work ethic. Because I heard uh, uh, 
I guess I would say stories about him after games. He usually just practices for a couple hours or whatever, and then you know he goes back to home and everything. But yeah, I think I think he should definitely play more. And I also think, like I said, that this European players of of Kuz and Herman Gomez, Porzingis needs to play because you look at Porzingis, and it's it's kind of obvious he's he's the future. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. And mm-hmm. and it's not just this offense. And when he gets better, he made a big shot, and that's I think that's like his first big shot in his career. Mm-hmm. over a team when they were up by three and he pretty much sealed it but his defense is the thing's gonna get better as he plays center and, and you can tell that he's a guy who who, who plays with his teammates and doesn't really want to be the guy who takes all the shots you know mm-hmm. that's why i see it that's why i always thought he'll be more like a like a duncan or, or a garnett type of player because you know he's, he's just trying to be a team player he ain't trying to take all the shots and and he knows that if Melo gets traded you know it's gonna be bad for him because then it's gonna be harder for him now he has to be the guy and I don't think right. he's, he's I, in that I, situation yet not yet yeah I, I think you I think you'll stunt his growth for if sure you, if you may if you try and make him the head guy now but does Jackson see that because I feel like Jackson I don't know what Jackson the pressure. Sees. I don't know what Jackson sees Jackson, I don't know what's what's the situation with all these picks. Like all this team that he had, his roster. I mean, I give him credit. He did pick Porzingis, even though somebody persuaded him to pick him at the time. And he did pick uh, Kuz and Herman Gomez, these guys. But then the other picks, you scratch your head, like like Noah and then Rose and and maybe Courtney Lee at some extent. And it's just the inconsistency you see from a president, and the inconsistency you see from the New York Knicks for the past fifteen or seventeen years with this with this franchise. I mean, it's always been mediocre at most. It's never been really good. Maybe you have one good season probably every decade. I mean, you have one good season in two thousand, but that was like early two thousand four. They made it to the playoffs, but then they lost. And you have one good season in in this decade where they had fifty four win season, and they were bounced down the second round. And and the future for the Knicks is really if if the picks that they have this year turn out to be potential stars that can pair with Porzingis. I mean, I think that's more of the future. And then you look at Carmelo, where we don't even know if he's going to be with the team moving forward. You see all you still see all these true rumors of him being with the Clippers or the Celtics or the Cleveland. And then you have uh, reports saying that Cleveland's still interested in Melo, but they they don't want to trade Kevin Love, which means they want to give us back some burgers for it. Yeah, pretty much. There's only two. Listen, if you can't get back a franchise level player, or at least something close to that, or, or like first super pick. picks, yeah, first, first round, round pick. pick. If you can't get that, stop. Yeah, just keep them. Just the, what I don't understand. It, it just seems personal now. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not benefiting the team by move. Like what what good does that do us? What good does that do us? The money is still there. You're not getting. I don't understand what what's the point. Like, why do you need it? And then we're not here. Here, here's the real kicker. Here's what I'll really be pissed at. Jackson guts the team. He gets rid of Rose, Kylo Quinn, and Mello. Right? Yeah, or Noah too somehow. And and, and I don't. I bet you Noah stays. Yeah, Noah's gonna stay. Because no one's gonna take that contract. Like Noah would have to retire. Maybe Tom too though. If he did the right pieces, but I don't Noah think he'll do it. Noah would have to retire. Yeah. yeah. For us to be free of that, Noah would have to retire. So all those things happen, right? You yeah. still end up with Noah, and then Phil Jackson quits. That, that, that would look bad. Phil Jackson just breaks out. He messes up the Knicks completely and then just bounces. Quits or gets fired, or we fire him after we've allowed him to run amok. You think that's part of his plan the whole time? Just so how how much longer fired. does he have on his deal? He has two more years left after this year. 
You really I mean, think he's going to get us the championship status no. with the things he's doing right now in two years? I mean, it, it will be a miracle if somehow the, the picks that he has this year turn out to be good in the first year and into the second year, which that, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe maybe in their second years and Porzingis is in his, in his uh, fourth year, maybe that, that something could happen. But that depends on, on the veterans coming with the team and in the point guard who we draft hopefully becomes uh, a legit star in the league at least and whoever we have at the shooting guard small forward they turn out to be good with Porzingis as well because I think it's more this is more about the core who you how you gonna build with Porzingis are you gonna have you gonna have a guard and a small forward with to pair with Porzingis or you gonna have a two guards or with, with Porzingis to build for the you know for the future and you still have Melo there but that remains to be seen because like I said we don't even know they're, they're 22 29 right now and the funny part about it is they struggled so mildly in January, just like any other team, like the Cleveland Cavaliers struggled in January. They were 7-8, and eight, and, and, and Warriors is just blasting everybody in the January, month of January into February right now. And then you look at the Knicks, and they're only two games back to AFC after all this. Yeah, well, welcome to the Eastern Conference. Yep. Well, one, one good run That's all I mean. of 10-plus games. They're going on a seven-game win streak. They're back in the playoff one. They're going. They go on a losing streak. They're all they're out of it again. Yeah, it's it's. But the same can be said for most of the teams in the Eastern Conference. Everybody after number what number four. Yeah. If they go on a losing streak, it's just back five and plus forth. games. Yeah. They're they're out of it, and another team goes on a on a winning streak. They're they're right there in the mix. I just don't. I I'm not understanding the moves we're making. It's it's really not that serious. And this trade talk doesn't help anybody get it together. Well, it's like what Fisher said earlier this week, and he also got robbed, which is kind of like a karma karma thing, I guess, for yeah, what he's he done. It. Yeah, he does. I, I don't have any sympathy. So part of my plan was like, maybe Matt Barnes just robbed him, or he had some guys <laughs> robbed the five rings to get back at him for dating his ex-wife, which is like a guy code thing not to do i mean you're his teammate you do that come on it's man. not it's a scum. you don't, it, you don't it, do that but again the product of <laughs> phil jackson's first move bringing us Derek fisher yeah of all the eligible coaches in new york that would have come to new york tom thibodeau wanted the job he literally was like saying i'll play the triangle just give me the job, and he didn't give him the job. And they and they let him go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is that where he is now? Yeah, and then and then they're struggling, and it's like you switch the coaches. Should, that's how I should have been. Hornstein should have been in the Wolves, and Tonto should have been here. Maybe they would have been a better team. Maybe he would have developed Porzingis into a way better player defensively and offensively. Stan Van Gundy, I would have taken. Yeah. Uh, who, who Mark the, Jackson. Mark Jackson, absolutely. I'd have gave I'd have gave Patrick Ewing a shot. Yeah, I you think, got Porzingis. Yeah, let one of the best shooting centers in the history of the league. Let him give Porzingis some gems. A dude who battled everybody from Hakeem Olajuwon to Shaq. Mm-hmm. Why can't he? What? Why isn't he an idea for? Did you even interview him, dude? No, no one even in the league ever interviewed Ewing though. That's the thing. They never gave him a chance. Only Jordan gave him a chance to be an assistant, but not to be a head coach. At least not yet. That, that might be. They might be trying to tell us something. They may know something behind the scenes that we don't. <laughs> Maybe he's not as good as we thought. Maybe he's just really assistant. But the but but the Hornets are not. I mean, they're struggling right now. But before they were playing well, and he's he's part of that reason too. I mean, you well, gotta we get got to more work. talent than the Hornets. Yeah, like we have more talent. We have more talent than most of the teams in the league. But the fact is that it's a mesh, and yeah. talent doesn't always equal wins. But I, I chemistry put that on does. The coach. Yeah, chemistry does. I would have given, I would have given Coach Woodson another shot. 
Yeah, because I thought he did well in his in, when he had the fifty four win season. He only had thirty seven the other season. They missed the playoffs by like one or two games, I believe. Wouldn't that, you yeah. kill right now for a fifty four win game season? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be everything if we won fifty four games this season? Don't you won the title that year? I, I, I wish we won the title that year. If we face Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and no disrespect to the Patriots, they t- they're taking the seven games. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we had a chance against Miami if we made I it. Thought, I thought a lot of these, I thought, I saw the refs deciding the game against us and the Pacers. I saw Roy Hibbert completely. Come with, with Chamberlain. With, with, with contact, 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 and no foul calls. I, I saw that like nonstop. And you can't. If Melo can't go to the hole and draw a foul. Chumper was just, like, not trying to drive at all, just passing it down. Yeah. Smith was, was had the average that Jason Terry elbow. He hasn't been the same player. And then uh, this just, uh, it, it was a terrible. Tyson Chandler was sick. Yeah, that was And he got abused by Roy Hibbert. I mean, there was so much stuff. I didn't even blame Melo that, that series because everybody else around him failed him. And Jason Kidd couldn't find his shot at all. Which was insane. Yeah, I know. Literally Jason couldn't even make Kidd a layup. People like you? Couldn't make a layup either. Your, your like, three-point percentage all of a sudden hits the toilet? Yeah, that, 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 you know he had to retire that season because you know he had nothing yeah, left. He became a coach after that. I wish, you know, I wish what they should have done was they should have fired Woodson and, and then had Jason Kidd as the head coach. See, that would have been better, maybe. I think the team would have been better right now if Jason Kidd was still coach. I, I, I can buy that, too. Because I know he the, the definitely threw up his pleasure. He knows how to put players in situations for mismatches and all that stuff. But, yeah, and, and you look at now Saturday against Cleveland, prime time. Everybody in the whole world is going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Porzingis hopefully will play better against Cleveland because he struggled a lot. Uh, Melo is gonna hope. hope well, Rose is gonna play. I uh, hopefully from the ankle injury, but we don't even know what he's gonna be like against Cleveland. And you have Melo, and and you have the the Euro players, and you have Jennings. Do they even have a chance on Saturday playing at home, knowing that they can't play defense for their life? I think the way the Cavs have been playing lately, you think have a chance. Right? Everybody has a shot against them. They seem to be. What was it just on a sh- losing streak? Right? They were seven and eight in January. I think they won. I think this past. The past game they played, I think February. Yeah, they they won the last one. Yeah, against um, Timberwolves. But they've been they've been getting beat by a lot. by C plus teams. Mavericks. They yeah. lost to the Mavericks. They lost Dude. to the Pelicans. There you go. So but, I'm saying without like, Anthony Davis. I'm saying that's the real part of it. Like, yeah. They didn't even have their guy. <laughs> I know. So I think I think if you keep that stuff in mind, if it's a snowball's chance in hell. Kevin Love's not playing. I think. He still hasn't been playing either. So. And they were trying to trade for him. Yeah. And he still has back spasms. So th- this might, Which Melo doesn't. This might give him a chance now that Kevin Love is not playing. But then at this LeBron to the power four position. Do you want to match up with Melo and LeBron? Or you just want to have somebody else guard LeBron in the power four position? And have LeBron and then have Melo be the small four? Because then if you have Porzingis against LeBron, LeBron's just going to dr- dr- take him out of the three-point line and drive on him. But I think Williams could block him, of course, if he just doesn't jump. But the thing is, LeBron is just LeBron, you know. It's gonna be a tough matchup. So, so I, I, I the way I see it, Saturday, if they, if they have house money for the Knicks, because no one expects them to win. But if they do win that game, then you know this might give them a little hope that they should just stay with packed what they are and not trade Melo or any of that. But if they lose Saturday, then you're gonna hear rumors about well, Melo. Uh, try to you know he lose on purpose or something, or maybe because you know he's gonna he's gonna get traded. He was not playing hard, stuff like I'm not, that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what 
we're gonna catch now. Like I, I honestly don't. It's really hard for me to, cause the team's in such a state of disarray. Yeah. And Jackson hasn't done anything to quell that. If anything, he stoked the fires. His boy is writing these articles, and mm-hmm. he's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. And and now he's like everybody on the team is on the chopping block. It seems like all of our good people. It, it, are yeah, we tanking? Better. Is that the point? Do you want to tank and start over and hope we get somebody else good? I think Jackson's plan all along was to tank, not to sign Melo. But I think Dolan had to tell him to sign Melo back. I don't believe that. I don't. Be- I don't believe that Dolan has any influence on Jackson whatsoever. So you think Jackson that's the main reason Jackson took the job is because he knew he'd have free reign. I think Dolan is completely hands-off on this one, and as much as I do not like James Dolan, I don't think he's to blame. I don't think his influence is to blame on Jackson's decision. You really think so? Honest to God, I think Jackson wanted Mello. I think he was like, yo, we need you here. I think he wanted him, and now... Well, why do you want to trade him now? Look, I, your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. The, the thing would have been to let him walk or trade him then. Or not give him a no-trade clause when they sign the contract. Right. Like, if you give him that, what do you think is going to happen? He's not going to get traded, even regardless of what happens. He's you not can set up traded. all this stuff. Melo could be like, yeah, that's nice. No. I'm not going. How about that? How about I'm not going? How, how long is Melo's deal? No, it's until after this year, he has two years left. After this year, he's got two years left. Yeah. So, in other words, he can stay here longer than Jackson. Most likely, because Jackson can opt out if he wanted to right now. He can, he can, he can stick it out longer than Jackson. Like, why would he? If he doesn't want to leave, then it's all just talk. I think the biggest part of this is just in in Melo's head the fact that yo, this guy is like trying to get rid of me for peanuts. If I was Melo, I would play um um what do you call it armchair quarterback. Yeah, I would play armchair GM and be like, okay, let me see what you get. Let me see where I'm going. Where? Where? For who? Nah, I don't like that. Nah, I'm not going. Where? For who? The Celtics for who? <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. I don't. I don't like green. What are we? What are we the Clippers? Who are you getting back? I got to face the Warriors though. What? Nah, no, I'm not I'm doing good. that. No, yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. I'll nope, stay right. I'm I'll good. stay right <laughs> over here. Like the Cavs for Kevin Love. That's an insult. I'm not leaving. You know what I mean? Like he can yeah. do this every. So I don't. I think. I think the biggest problem with all this talk is the turmoil that it causes. I don't really think Melo is Melo doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want. It's not like it's not up to him at the end of the day. Yeah. All he had to do was point to that one line in the contract and be like, "No, thank you." No trade. So it, that doesn't so much affect him as much as the talk and the attitude, and I think that puts the whole puts the whole setup in disarray. And I, that that's what bothers me about it. That's 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 my biggest issue with everything that's happening. I just think that's like super corny of Phil Jackson. I don't know what he's doing after he drafted Porzingis. I have no. And who do we pass up for Porzingis? It was uh, Justice Winslow. There was because um, I know Okafor and Russell got picked before. Yeah, Justice Winslow, Moutier. There was like a couple of plays, but they weren't great. Like was Carl Anthony Towns already going? Yeah, he's already he was gone. Number one. Fred's number right, one. Right, sorry. And the thing is, and the Lakers messed up their pick. They should have picked Okafor. I don't want to pick Russell in the first place. Yeah, no, but yeah, the Seventy Sixers. Then they picked Okafor. Like it, it was, like at that time, I was skeptical about Porzingis at the time because I never heard of this kid. But then mm-hmm. when he plays, you know, 
everybody started falling in love and they want him to be the guy and all this stuff. But he's not at that stage yet, even though he's doing commercials now and he's a new Delta commercial and nobody saw that. But um no, he's not that guy yet and, and, and he even said it, like we said before, like he needs mellow here. So if he gets traded, the all pressure's gonna be on him. But I'm telling you, Saturday night it's gonna tell a lot with this Knicks team. If they win, then you know, maybe they they live for another day. They lose again at a blowout and you see Cleveland playing their little water ball challenge crap again on the court? I just don't want us to get blown out. I just never, I never want us to get blown out. Not against Cleveland either. I mean, and then did they play that water ball challenge? Yeah. Again? The, the, oh, yeah, God. They're down there doing that again. If I'm mellow, I gotta fight somebody. If I'm one of the players, like Jenny, I start, I would like pretend to like, when when they're around the bench, like go into the bench or something and do something yeah, differently. Like somebody might have to get hurt, dog. Yeah, like, I know. You gotta have some more fight than that. Maybe they look at that as a personal game on Saturday. They even remember that water ball challenge stuff. I hope. I hope they do. They should. I would if I was them. I I, I took that personal from the second I was seeing it. Yeah. Like I might have walked over. Let me be a player and see something like that happening. I'm walking over and kicking the water bottle into the stands. Mm-hmm. I might. You're lucky if I don't take the top off and pour it over somebody. That's I don't a, know if that's like a technical <laughs> or, that's or an injection or what, but you, yeah. you're, you're lucky if I don't do that. Hey, it was on the court. I just needed to get rid of it. Like, I, I would have took that uber personal. So I don't, I don't, and, and granted the game was out of reach by then. Yeah. But, dude, if you're not taking that personal, they were in the garden doing that. And you know what's funny? You don't know, remember that MLK match with the Cleveland Warriors? I know they are making fun of the Warriors before about the whole, you know, like, 3-1, all that. Mm-hmm. The Warriors know they're taking. They're not gonna say anything because they're 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 not like leaving the jokes around and stuff like that with other teams. You know that they, they just taken all out on the court and they blew them out. Literally blew them out. Killed them. Personal. That was a personal game for yeah. them. They wanted to destroy them. Killed they wanted them. a statement like, you guys think you're good, but you're not better than us at all. Right. Literally, Durant. You're, you're not. You're not walking through us. Yeah, Durant. Literally, no one can stop Durant one on one. Like, Kevin Love can't stop him for his life. He gets postered, like, three times by Durant posters of Kevin Love, and he blocked LeBron James' dunk, like, literally doing whatever. Which was awesome. I know. I know that was incredible when he had that block. But And you can't stop Curry. And then Thompson's on fire, and Green, you know, his defense and everything, equal dial on the defense. Like, this team is just stacked, and then they know, and then they're afraid right now. That's why LeBron has this little thing about this playmaker workout crap that he has to do now to, get to, to try to – to match up with the Warriors, but that won't even make a difference in my opinion because the playmaker can't make a difference. Kyle Corbett can't defend, so it's not like Cleveland's going anywhere in the finals, but in the East, of course, you can see him mm-hmm. get out of it. But they know they don't want to lose again in the finals to, to the Warriors to get swept or winning five Warriors. That's probably what's going to happen. But, you know, going back to the next, I, like I said before, before we talk about Super Bowl because this is going to be an interesting matchup. They just got to figure out a way to not get blown out, sadly. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> they, they could lose in, like, by one. And of course, that'll be heartbreaking for us, but just don't get blown out. Yeah, just That's all. please. I'm, I'm completely on your side when it comes to that, man. Just no blood. Who would have thought? Who would have thought we'd be to the point where a non-blowout was a good thing? I know. Like, we're, we're just rooting <laughs> to, to lose by, like... Single digits. Yeah, like five, four, three. Yeah, there like just, just lose just, by just, single digits. If we got to get killed, just, I mean, we got to lose. Just don't get killed. Just don't have LeBron on the bench, Kyrie on the bench, the whole fourth quarter just kicking it. 
like jumping on the bench the whole fourth quarter, just mm-hmm. kicking it. Like, please make them have to play to the last second. Let it come down to one shot or some bad foul calls like we always do. Uh, but I'd rather that. Yo, the game we lost against the Hawks. Yeah. When D-Rose drove, mm-hmm. got fouled, and yeah. nothing happened. Like, let it be something like that. I can accept those because I've made peace with the fact that we're never going to get those calls to go both ways. Four overtimes last Sunday. Right. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. That was a disaster. Just, just let, just let this. Just please, God, if y'all don't win <laughs> by ten, just don't lose by like forty. Just don't let them do to you what the Warriors did to them. Yep. Please, please, because the Knicks seem to be where people go to get their confidence back. <laughs> That's true. You take a bad loss. It's okay, we got the Knicks on the schedule. We're going to bounce back, people. We got this. We got this. Like, please, mm-hmm. please, 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 Jesus. The Nets saw that, but they lost. But, yeah, th- th- I don't want that to happen. I just, I just, please, for the love of God in heaven, in all the saints. It's already so difficult being a Knicks fan. I, it really is, man. It sucks sometimes. Like, we just make these bipolar-ass decisions. I don't understand. It, it, and it's always, here's the thing. It always seems to be us making decisions in the face of the obvious. We always seem to do what's the like the just the dumbest thing possible. Mm-hmm. It's like I had faith in the Knicks head office to make the dumbest decisions. <laughs> you ain't got Hornacek when we had all these other coaches out here. Yeah. You I thought Phil Jackson that now now Phil Jackson I'm gonna shut up about because I really thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I I had no idea he'd be this divisive, and I thought like he'd calm everybody down and get in Melo's head and kind of yeah. like help him get on the right page. And awful, man. It's you awful. know, you can you can be Kobe if you really like. I, <laughs> I was hoping he, you know, pull something like that. Like I had a lot of faith in Phil, and then he drafted Porzingis, and everybody was wilding, and I was like, Nah, sit tight. Like I don't think he's gonna draft bad. Sit tight. Yeah, and we started picking up all these players, and I start looking at their stats, and I'm like, "Yo, we're putting together a real squad." And then this happens. <laughs> the only the only downside up up until that point was I, I I thought it was messed up that we missed um Dwayne Wade. Yeah, but that really wasn't our fault. We had already signed Courtney Lee by the time Phil Riley started acting stupid. Joking all that contract, yeah. Well, yeah, that, but I thought Joakim Noah was going to be better than he was. I didn't think he'd be this. Mm-hmm. Can't make a layup, can't stop a nosebleed. Sucks, oh. man. Sucks. And yet, I'm still here. And yet, we're still here indeed. S- still a Knicks fan, man. So, let's switch topics here. Let's go now to the Super Bowl because it's this Sunday. And mm-hmm. we, and it's, this matchup has been talked about the whole week. I already said before, I think to a lot of people, I picked the Falcons in this game. Only because I believe their offense is much better than a lot of people expect. And also, statistically, I think they, they do well against this defense in the Patriots. Even though I'm, I'm not disrespecting Belichick and, and, and his schemes against any offense. But in history, you got to know this, though. The Belichick's facing... This is the best offense he's ever faced in his career in the Super Belichick? Bowl. Belichick? Yeah. Excellent. So, that's the, we're going to find out and see... What can he really do, like against an offense like that? Can he really shut them down? Can he contain them? That's the question. For me, it's kind of it, it's re- it really is too close to call because you know Brady is going to put up numbers. Yeah, he's going to do. He's going to Brady is going to be Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what Matt is going to do under like 
that defense. That's true. And also, first time playing a Super Bowl, the pressure. Yeah. See, and, that, and it, that's funny because that's something I don't even take into account, but I, I really should because it really does affect how players get down. It's one thing when you're playing all these other games. It's the other thing when this is the last game and Lord knows how this is going to turn out. And it's like for all the marbles. You've literally been playing all these games for this to happen. And now here we are, game number 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I mean, like, certain people like 18. play well in this uh, in this time. Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, guys have won. They play well in these pressure situations in the playoffs. Mediocre all year and then in the playoffs, the playoffs stuff, yeah. become invincible. Especially Eli Manning. Yeah, I know. He's a savage. He's just a clutch. He clutch scares quarterback. everybody. Yeah, the Patriots would have been scared to face him again. Everybody I know that, is scared. Yeah, they would have been when, scared when, Manny, when when Eli shows up. Everyone is scared. I heard a coach describe him as a flatliner. He was like, "Yo, he's scary. He's a flatliner. He has no conscience. It doesn't matter how bad the last throw was. Yeah, the next one might be the right one, through the yeah. eye, right between the eyes. It's like you never know, and he doesn't care. He throws it with no conscience." Mm-hmm. He's not rattled in the moment. So, of course, he scares everybody. But Matty Ice has been... He's been good. Getting it in. He, yeah. You know, the, the weapons he's got. And he's got a lot of Julio, weapons. I, I, I can't... This I must can't. be a better version of the Bengals, if you think about it. Bengals in the league were always been the talented team offensively and defensively. But then you look at the Falcons' offense, is much funny. more talented than yeah, the Bengals. No, I, I actually hadn't, hadn't done that before. That's really... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because we see exactly where you're coming from. They can be the Bengals of the NFC, but I think the difference is that Matt Ryan, I believe, is better than Andy Dalton by far. I mean, Andy Dalton is good, but Matt Ryan is better in my opinion. Because he had years where he was good, and mm-hmm. his defense wasn't that good. I mean, he had offense. He had Tony Gonzalez. He had wide receivers. And you look at this roster, it's much more talented. When you have Julio Jones, and you have Mohamed Sue, and you have... Uh, uh, running backs and Devontae Freeman and Coleman and, and, and you look at uh, Gabriel like he's got a lot of people to throw it to and mm-hmm. it's not just going to be Julio Jones even though he's going to probably have the most impactful game trying to cause attention for the Patriots deep defenders so then other people can open and then I look at the defense and the Patriots they, they don't really have any big names they traded all their big names to, to Cleveland for some reason and, and then they're Go still figure. number one in, in the, the league defensively and actually not a, and then actually pretty good offensively as well but it's like a, in history right here I have a stat here from Pro Football uh, Reference on 1978 the Cowboys they were number they were number one offense that year and the Steelers were number two in that, in that year the Steelers won that year 35 to 31. Mm-hmm. Then you look at 1984, the Dolphins with Dan Marino when he won the MVP that year. And the 49ers, they allowed 14 points. The 49ers blew out the Dolphins 38-16. to 16. And mm-hmm. that's when Montana was there at the time. Then you look at 49ers and Broncos. 49ers, number one offense. Broncos, number one defense at the time. 49ers won that one, though, 55-10. to 10. And they're number one offense that year. Then you look at the Bills and Giants. Bills, number one offense. Of course, Lawrence Taylor in all those years when he was with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Probably the best defense, best defensive player you've ever seen in your yeah, life. Period. And Belichick coached him. I was just like, people how forgot about that. that. Yeah, how funny is that? That's crazy. I don't know how he controlled him. I don't know how he did it, but he did it, and they found ways. So the Giants won that game 20-19. I think everybody remember. I think that was the year where he missed that field goal, I believe, uh, that, that game. where Bills could have been a dynasty, too, because they have four consecutive Super Bowls. They didn't win any of them. <laughs> the Bills could have been the one team in New York compared to Giants or Jets. Right. But then you look at the Broncos in Seattle a few years ago. We all remember that game. Mm. Number one offense in the Broncos, 37 points. Number one defense in Seattle. 
and Seattle blew them out 43 to 8. And that was like the shocker of the Super Bowl because <laughs> that was just a massacre. It's ridiculous. But then the difference between, I believe, in this matchup is because you look at the Broncos before, and they had the number one offense, but they were really more of a high-power passing team. They didn't run a lot. The, the right. running game was inconsistent, so it was just really manning in the passing game. Right. Uh, the Bills, I didn't see it at the time, but you know they were a good offensive team. But you look at the 49ers with Montana, they were passing and they were running, in, and they blew out the Broncos, even though they were number one defense. Then you look at a few years ago with Cam Newton, or last year at Super Bowl, Cam Newton against the Broncos. They were number one offense, too, but they were more of just Cam Newton making all these plays against receivers you never heard of. Right. And then you're running they, back. They, they put a cap on Yeah, they just was, shut them that down. Was the end of that. And then I feel like it's different this year because the Falcons have weapons. Like, literally. They can go, either, they can go yeah. whatever way they want to. They don't care who they're throwing it to. Mm-hmm. It's really the quarterback. You have a top five, top ten quarterback. You have a top five wide receiver. You have top five running right, back. Running back, right. Tight end is like, yeah. There's really not much you can. Every every guy has got to be accountable. Yeah, you they're gotta, all good. Yeah, because you good. can't you can't sleep on anybody. Your defense has got to be on. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to it's hard to call because at the end of the day, even with all these things in their favor, Patriots are still there. Brady is still yeah, Brady. Brady. Belichick's still, still Belichick, Belichick, and the Patriots are still the Patriots. We were having a conversation. I had a conversation with one of my friends. Is up. He uh, got into the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady debate. Tom Brady's the greatest winner, in my opinion. But Rodgers might be the best quarterback physically, talent-wise. You know, you know who I compare it to. Aaron Rodgers is is uh, Kobe Aaron. Bryant. Kobe Bryant. And Tom Brady is uh, what's my dude's name? Tim Duncan. You do that too. Aaron Rodgers is has had to deal with a lot more diversity, different coaches, different systems, et cetera, et cetera. He's always been Aaron Rodgers. He's physically gifted. He he plays the game at a higher level than any other quarterback. Yeah. Um. So so he's proven his mettle a lot under a lot of different circumstances. Meanwhile, you have Tom Brady, who's only dealt with Belichick. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Only had this one system, this one team, this. This one way of doing things. Now, if you switch them around, Rogers have more more championships. Rogers would be like Rogers yeah. would be running the table every year. Yeah. Like it would be if if Belichick is behind Rogers and they got that offensive line mm-hmm. and those people to throw to and that running game to, with one of the greatest coaches in football. Like okay, well now what happens? Because if you put Kobe Bryant on the Spurs in his prime. With Popovich. With Popovich, yeah. one of the greatest coaches yeah. and a fantastic organization that's been super stable and there's no problems and no issues and no scandals. No and egos. No egos, no nothing. Like, if you put him in that system, oh, my God. Like, it's almost not even fair. You got the Warriors without being the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I've always, I see it that way. So with that said, when a dude like Matt Ryan comes along with a team that he's got that's so gifted offensively in so many different areas. Like, yeah. if you want to run, you want to pass, the cornerback, whatever you want to do, we can do, and we can do it at high levels, if not elite levels. You know what I mean? We can get it done. So it's whatever you want to do. You have, you're have you literally picking your poison. So now we are really going to see what the coaching is about because you got to hold somebody who can do everything. Aaron Rodgers didn't have it like that when – this this past game, you know, all his receivers are messed up. The offensive line yep. banged up. That was up. a disaster that game for them. But dude, 
it was it was he was down before he got there. Mm-hmm. He was messed up before he got there. Every he, every team so. they played, somebody else got hurt. He played the Giants, injuries. Yeah, uh, he played the fact injuries. Like every place he plays, the Cowboys injuries. They, they didn't walk away scar free from any team they played. By the time they got, it was so depleted. Come on, man. Like I I, I don't know. I, I I on on that note, I don't know who I'm picking for the Super Bowl. I think I'd like to see the Falcons win it. Yeah. I like to see Atlanta take it, but it, that's a personal. That's who I'd like to see get it. I don't know who's going to win. If I had to bet with my heart, I, head, I'd probably say Brady. If I had to bet with my heart, I'm gonna go with um, Atlanta. Well, you look at the, people say the lack of experience with the Falcons, but really, there's only one person on that roster who, who's had experience, and that's the coach, Dan Quinn, and he's been in Super Bowls with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. He won one of them, lost one of them. So he, he can probably help out with the team in terms of understanding where they at, you know, the situation. But well, it definitely can't hurt. He can't, yeah, it definitely can't hurt at all. I mean, he's the one who's been there, and, and even though he was a defensive coordinator, he still was there. So he experienced the whole Super Bowl atmosphere. Yeah, that counts. That. So hopefully that helps. But you look at these storylines for the Metro newspaper today. There's 10 of them. You know, one of them was uh, Tom Brady's Revenge Tour, Goodell versus Kraft, Matty Ice's Ultimate Test. Hotlanta history, the offenses, Shanghai's focus, the legacy. Uh, you got Julio Jones, of course, overcoming inexperience. You want to know which one is probably the most important one out of this list, though? If you look at it right here, all the storylines there. You think you know you know which one is probably the most important one out of everything, in my opinion. Sure. I think it's probably. I would say. Uh, legacy. You know, it's probably one of the last ones because this is pretty much a legacy game for Brady, and I wouldn't say for Matt Ryan's a legacy game, although he's he's is older and he, you know at this stage of his career he needs to probably get the Super Bowl and he knows if he'll get back here ever again. But the legacy between Brady and Belichick, because this is the arguably the best duel in NFL history, mm-hmm. and then maybe in sports too if they win this one. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put Tim Duncan in. Uh, is he gonna put Tim Duncan there? Tim Duncan in in Popovich? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but in the in the people can make you know it's a good conversation. People can make an argument saying, well, the NFL has been a league where it's a cap type of uh, team every year. You're not gonna get the same players you kept compared to the NBA, compared to baseball and all that. Yeah, but I'll 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 circumvent that by saying that um, basketball has way more games than football. That's true. Like way more games and way, baseball yeah, too. Way more wear and tear. Way way more traveling, more like the mental fatigue. And the the way football is played, there have been changes, but I don't think football has changed as much as the NBA has for a coach. I think a lot of things are still fundamentally the same. You still got to handle a quarterback. You still got to handle a running back on, deep, on, on offense. You, your offensive line, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Certain things have to be in place, and they're always they, that always is what it is. Meanwhile, we've watched the NBA change from a big man's game to a guard to a guard oriented game and the rules have adjusted to make it that. You can't really hand check guards the way you used to and the big man is now shooting threes and Porzingis is seven three and he's he's on the wing and he's, he's handling like a point guard. Yeah, you he's got a point a forward now yeah. in, in LeBron James. Not that that hasn't happened before because we had Magic Johnson who was basically Scotty Pippen too. Yeah. yeah, but Magic Johnson was a ball handler, like, greatest point guard in NBA history. Right. So now we got the game has adjusted tremendously 
and Pop still manages to, to be one of the most yeah. dominant teams year in, year out, year in, year out, year in, year out. No controversy, no. So I, I gotta, if we're gonna talk greatest duos in sports history, yeah, they're always gonna get my vote, especially since they don't have deflated balls on on their <laughs> record. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you get to no play a basketball, game. and yeah. you can't hide it either because you get a feeling when people bounce the right. ball like it's deflated. And I stuff. mean, it's, but there's no scandals. Yeah, in the Spurs organization, there's there's None nothing. There's yeah. you you haven't seen anything come down on them the way you have with the Knicks, the way you have with the Lakers, the way you have with every other prominent team in the league has had some kind of crap fall on them. Clippers with the with the racist owner, like yeah. Golden State with that's firing Mark Jackson. Yeah, that's and, interesting though. And and then, a team that has the Spurs are just a class act. Just quietly fra- franchise winning year in and year out. Just quietly scaring everyone in the league. When you play them, they're not that flashy. They're not like they don't put up highlight style plays, but they beat you. You can go in and get a triple-double. You can do whatever you want. That's still be you. When the game is over, yeah. they're walking out the winners, and you still lost. And they do that every year. So if we're talking about greatest duos, a man who just, like, coached one of, like a, a, a first-round, first-ballot Hall of Fame player to, what, five rings? Yeah. To, to five rings over the course of his career? Could have six if he won in Miami, but... Yeah, yeah Ray like, Allen hadn't yeah, hit that yeah. one shot, he'd be, he'd be past Kobe. He'd be yeah. tied with Jordan. Yeah. And that was a, that was a fluke. Like, Ray, that... But, no, nah, I don't even want to call it a fluke, because that was Ray Allen. But he did travel, too. He just didn't call it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that does make it a fluke. Yeah. Like, they, they call that... They call that travel. Tim Duncan walks away with six rings tied with Jordan. Yeah, LeBron has like one or two most likely right now. So yeah. we we if we gonna talk about greatest duos in sports in football, I give it to you. But if we talk about in sports, I'm I'm back on Tim Duncan and, and Popovich. Interesting debate. You know, let's do an over and under here for for the, this team though. The Super Bowl matchup over and under. Matt Ryan has three touchdowns over uh, at least three touchdowns. I can agree with that. Over. Yeah. Okay, how about Tom Brady has more than 35 passing attempts? More? Over and under. I'll go under. You think he's going to have less? Do you think he's going to run the ball a lot? I'll go under. I, I can see him run the ball a lot, so it's done Falcons offense not on the, on the field. Right. That's that's what I'm, I'm – I think he's, he's going to try and manage the game. And I'll go under. I'll go under. How about this? Over and under, Julio Jones has more than – has 100 receiving yards. Under, he's got to be eighty. I don't think Belichick is going to let that happen. I think he, I think he's very aware of what Julio Jones can do, and I think he's going to hone in on it. I think it's going to, I think it's going to have to be somebody else. Interesting. I don't think it's going to be the weapon that everybody assumes it's going to be. I take over. I think I've, I think he's going to. I think he's going to find a way. I've never seen Belichick ignore the obvious. I mean, I mean, Belkham scored on him in that season matchup, the first play of the game. Yeah, but so, he did, he did yeah, but the, that, you saw yeah. after that. Yeah, like, yeah. He does not ignore, like, yeah. he's, he's not the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks ignore the obvious and go after, like, some <laughs> random choice. The Knicks draft uh, uh, Frederick Weiss instead of <sighs> Ron Artest. Like, mm. the Knicks pay Allen Houston $100 million yeah. instead of, like, you know, just getting a decent team and finding somebody else to build around. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's what the Knicks do. <sighs> Belichick has never been that guy. He's like, yo. Oh, that's what they're doing? 
okay, let me make a plan for that specific thing right there. I'm not going to leave this to be a fluke. I'm going to do my best to dismantle this thing that they're that I know they're going to lean on. So I don't. I, I'm going to go under with that. All right, about this over and under. Devontae Freeman gets uh, two rushing touchdowns. That's a good one. So they are gonna run the ball about the Falcons. I'll go over. You got you got more of a two uh, two I'll, rushing I'll, touchdowns. I'll, I'll go over. I I think I, I would agree only to this extent. Maybe the the Falcons will run the ball more, so then Brady's always not on the, on the field a lot either. So I can see them run the ball, do some short passes to him mm-hmm. either. Uh, he get how about this though? Now we, we discussed the over if, and if under. If we stopped at two, I'd be, <laughs> I'd leave it right there, like two. Yeah, but I, I, I'll, I'll go over for the sake of it. I'll go over. So just for the arguments you just made, I'll go over. So let's do this then. Besides the over and under, let's now discuss MVP odds. Do you think Brady? Do you think Brady or Ryan will win the MVP from the quarterback position? I, I think it depends on who wins. I actually not. I think if Matt wins, Matt wins. They win the game, then it's I Matt Ryan. I think if they win the game, then it's Matt Ryan. What if he has a terrible game and they still win? I, I uh, then you're you're you've given Brady a window to get it because Brady missed all those games in the beginning, which some people are still he missed a quarter of the season, which some people are still trying to hold against him. Some sticklers are really holding <laughs> against him. I personally don't, but I could see that affect the voting. So, but he did come back and he's been on a tear. But the team was arguably not doing that bad when he wasn't there. So That's true. I mean they're still they're three and one. Yeah, it's so fine. They came back it's, to it's not as if he saved them from anything. No. He he missed four games in total. I mean I know that's a quarter of the season, but it's four games in total and then we get into the playoff games and he's smoking people. So um it can be said that if you just take the stats from when he was out, three yeah. and one, they'd be in this position anyway. Probably. You think what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even if he wasn't there, if they'd have kept playing at that Jimmy, pace, Jimmy if, you just, if you just take that, yeah. If you just if you if we're if we're basing it on the first four games, if they play the next few games the same way, okay, well then they keep winning, keep winning, lose one, keep winning, keep winning, keep winning, lose one, keep winning. You know what I mean? Like. Win, 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 lose. Win, 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 lose. Win, 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 lose. Boom. They'd still be here. Yeah, they'd still be exactly in the same position. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, for all we know, would have been like the second coming. And suddenly it's, it's his team now. And this and is only the, right. We'd be dealing with a Dak Prescott type situation. Yeah. So, in that perspective, I, I'm going to, I would lean, my mind would lean over to Matt if he wins. Because you, you bet you bet Matt will win? Like, yeah, betting odds, you nah, bet I Matt will win MVP? I wouldn't bet oh. because Brady is still, like, Brady and Belichick have, like, a celebrity factor to them. It's true. So I, I wouldn't bet, I don't bet against that specifically. However, the argument that I would make is if Matt Ryan hadn't been there, where would the Falcons be? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's the MVP, in my opinion. I think the Falcons want to go far without Matt Ryan. I, I agree with you, but you're also you're putting his numbers and his record and his performance against leg- legacy and celebrity and a sure. winning tradition. So I I can't I can't tell you if people are really just going to judge it on the bare bones or are they going to try and turn this into like. Uh, 
you know, it's just he gets the popular vote because he's the popular guy. Who really knew about Matt Ryan outside of Atlanta before this? It's true. He, he's not. He's just not famous. He's not doing endorsements. He isn't. Commercials and nah. all that wild. He's just, just playing. A, he's a blue collar quarterback who gets it done and who plays at an who's been playing at an elite level with a a ton of weapons. But take him out and put Eli Manning in that same spot with that offensive line and all those weapons and Manning is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's it now all of a sudden it's. Take Aaron, take him out. Put Aaron Rodgers in that it's exact over. same position. It's over, yeah. It's no over. one even questions anything know, anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. what Aaron Rodgers in a, in a in that uniform with that exact team right now, it's as over, they yeah. are right now. It's over, yeah. Dog. So yeah. that's my whole point. Like when when you ask me who's gonna get the MVP, it's well from the quarterback position. What about wide receiver? If you had a the choice, you had to choose between Julio Jones or Chris Hogan, who got it? Probably, yeah. I, I agree. He just puts in more. I just think he puts in more work. I think he's more valuable for his team at the end. In the end. What about running back? Devontae Freeman and Blunt. Gary and Blunt. Who you got? I got I got Freeman. I think they're going to run the ball more in this game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see Freeman winning. No, no, no. I can, I can, I can tell it just off of use. Of who's going to be... Yeah, use more. Yeah, yeah use more in the game. Right, right. So, okay. Right, I, running, passing, I think that he's going to have more touches than a lot of people think. Yeah, I, no, I, I tend to agree. That that makes more sense. And if he if he's more valuable in the win, then yeah, if he's sure. more used in the win... Yeah, so, okay. I, I'll, I'll go with that. That makes sense. The, you know, the way I see it, though, I, I believe that a defensive player may win this MVP. That's what I see. I think the score maybe will dictate to say, oh, the quarterback should win it. It should be Matt Ryan or Brady, depending on who wins. Mm-hmm. But maybe I think a defensive player will probably change this game in a way where you're going to see them get short short field position or situations and they, they score on those opportunities because of a defensive player. I mean, that's just me. I, I mean, it could go wrong. You could be an offensive player, but I could definitely see a defensive player winning the MVP. I just don't know which one is going to be. I don't. I, mm. Because you don't know which one it's going to be, that's why I don't think it'll happen. I'll be surprised if it's a defensive player. For me personally, I, I I could probably see it, but I put my heart, and I think it will be a quarterback or a running back, one of those two positions. My, my prediction is either either um Matt or Brady. I mean, yeah, it'd be Matt Brady or Freeman or Blunt, one of those one of those one of those I four. I just think it's between Matt or Brady, to be honest. Think it's just gonna be a quarterback situation, one on one quarterback. It's it, you know what you know what. Let me stop. Let me stop. Depending on the performance, depending on like who's dominating, controlling, pulling out like yeah. hail marys and tempo, miracles, yeah. like depending on that. Um, because if Matt, if Matt is being got a hat on him, but Julio Jones is like you know saving the day, different story. I just don't see it happening that way. I don't see anybody getting credit for what Matt Ryan does. I see them getting the blame for what Matt Ryan may not do if he does something wrong. I still see them getting blamed for it. I see Matt Ryan getting the credit when things go right and not necessarily getting the credit, getting the blame when things go wrong. And I see it the same way on Brady's side. It would have to be ridiculous. Like, they would both have to have aneurysms when they throw (laughs) in order for that to be the case. 
that's not gonna happen though. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Which is why I think it's between what, it, like, the mistakes they they would have to make would have to be so egregious. Yeah, it'd be so awful, bad. Like Brady is old or something, or Matt yeah. Ryan was just like an off game, or, or he's just pressure in the moment. It had to be that bad for a running back to to win or a wide receiver to win the MVP. That's just me. But like, I agree with you. I think it would be though. I I believe it would be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then second will be like running back, and then third will be like wide receiver, and then from that on it could be anybody else. If you had the MVP odds right now, it would be a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then other. That's just me. I I, I tend to agree. But I mean, uh, I I really don't see it going much further than the quarterback, though. To be honest, that would be quarterback, running back, though. Uh, I see that order. Yeah. I just think for this game, I, and I, I also see the possibility. I see where you're coming from. I don't yeah. disagree with you. I just don't think it's going to go further than quarterback. I don't think anybody's going to think outside of that. I think right now it's Matt Ryan versus versus Tom Brady. It's the upstart versus, like, the legacy, and we'll see what happens. It's either, like, the, the feel-good story of, you know, David killed Goliath, or it's the feel-good story of, you know, the Babe Ruth and the Yankees just, you know, keep winning, roll with the winners. That's true. I think it's one of those two. And, and you always know, look at it in this league, it's a quarterback-driven league, so that no question it will be probably a, a quarterback to win the Super Bowl MVP. Three touchdowns, probably for sure. Four, by far, that's a stamp on, on that somebody win the MVP, but when they score four touchdowns. Unless the guy has, like, four touchdowns and, like, six interceptions, then that's a different story. But if he has four and one interception or two... And he's definitely gonna win MVP, most right? Likely. Right, which is kind of how I see this game going. Yeah, I think I, I see it going. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think somebody's gonna win by a field goal. I picked the Falcons, like I said. I believe they're gonna win by double figures. To be honest, I think they win thirty-one mm. to twenty-one. Mm. In my opinion, really? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be close into the fourth quarter, and then Falcons just gonna pull away, and they're gonna win it. Interesting. I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a thirty-one to twenty-one type of game. What you got? I, I don't. You got I, nothing? I don't. I honestly I can't I can't call it. I've been avoiding making it even so much as a Super Bowl prediction. Well, before we end the show, you gotta have a pick. I pick Falcons. I went. I said by double digits. Oh God. Um, Lord have mercy. You gotta hope that the commissioner doesn't get involved, start sabotaging just because he doesn't <laughs> want to hand a trophy over to Brady at all. I can see that happening too, to be honest. The call's going not going their way. The Patriots yeah, and it's like, oh god. Totally. Here we you know go. what? You know what? Okay, let's just make it interesting. I'm gonna say Patriots. How much? Close. Uh, close. Close. Touchdown close. or single, field goal? Single, single, oh. single digits. Like a field goal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Single digits. Thirty twenty-seven type Something of game. Something like that. Okay. A, a, a close game, Patriots, and granted. To be I, honest, I hope it's a close game. I want get. Don't get me wrong. Cause I want to blow out like the past couple no, games have no, been no, blowouts. No, that other, would be awful. Other than the Cowboys and Packers, every other game in the postseason has been a blowout. I'd feel horrible yeah. for whoever loses. I, I mean, you know what? Unless it's the Patriots, if they get blown out, I'm gonna be. No, laughing. that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I'm yeah. gonna be, be yeah, cracking up laughing. So I don't. I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want Atlanta to get blown out. Yeah. I actually, I actually want Atlanta to win. I'm picking the Patriots because my head tells me that's. Probably that's a logical happen. pick, yeah. But I'm rooting for Atlanta. And I know this sounds like I'm waffling and I can't pick a team. That's because I, I really, the team I want to see win is not the team I think has the best chance of winning. But I want to see Atlanta win. 
So I'm gonna make it interesting because you picked Atlanta. I'm yeah. gonna pick the Patriots, and we'll just do it. We'll just lock it up and see what happens. I I I, so I pick the Falcons because I believe it's, it's a history thing here. I think it's time for the offense, the high power offense, to win against the high power defense, and I think it's different this year compared to the last couple of years on the offenses being number one. That's just my take about it. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we're going to end the show here, of course, because, you know, everybody's going to be excited about the Super Bowl on Sunday. You better get your beers, your wings, your pizza, all that stuff, because, you know, it's going to be a party if you're going to one of those Super Bowl parties. But that's going to do it here. You can see the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can follow the Slam City Facebook page and Twitter account at Slam City underscore 360. You can follow me at More in His Tent and follow Mr. Mac here at MRMECC. And you can follow the big Dunk360 website at Dunk360 because it can only be one. See you next week and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday.